Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to get into um, kind of negative mindset stuff. So, <clears throat> I start seeing this a lot um, lately, and, and I've always kind of seen it, but I, I try to address it to my clients. Um, when people start new jobs, new things at school, new this, new that, right? They always uh, seem to count themselves out, I guess I should say, before they even get going. So uh, some quick examples of that is, you know, like people that start clinicals. This is the, I don't know what it is about the medical field that people um, constantly, I, I, I get you're busy. I get there's going to be things you have to do, but stop, stop the complaining all the time. Like I, I've never understood it. Um, where someone will start like their clinicals or something like that. Um, or they'll be going back to an accelerated school, nursing school, um, you know, other, uh, tech schools and things like that. And they start counting themselves out saying like, Oh, my nutrition may take a hit or they'll take a break from nutrition, from coaching or something, or their training will take a hit or maybe they stop training or training as much or they stop, um, with their coach, you know, whatever. And to me, that's just a weak mindset. If you're already counting yourself out before it even gets going, you failed, you're done. You already went into it with a negative mindset. You're not going to win flat out. So, you know, why don't you guys try to go into it with a positive mindset thinking like, okay, this is going to be a change up. How do I address that? How do I get my nutrition in? How do I get my training in? Okay. If I'm studying and going to school from this time to this time. Okay. I may need a 24 hour gym. So I need to find a 24 hour gym so I can still train. Um, I may need to ask my coach to switch my training up that yes, I don't have as much time in the gym, uh, as I usually do. But if you can't find, um, hour, hour and a half to get into the gym, then you just don't have time management and that's all there is to it. Um, you don't have your priorities set straight and I guarantee it. Um, and I know this because I can find, multiple clients, multiple people that I know that live the same life or a harder life and make it to the gym just fine. Their training is just fine. They continue to progress. Um, the other side is that is I, you know, live with someone that went through an accelerated schooling, um, you know, and had to work still, you know, I went, she went to clinical stuff. Like she did all that. Right. Um, and the schedule was, you know, be there early, be, gone pretty much all day and then the training's late at night or the training's in the early morning. Oh yeah. Um, occupational therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, thing is, is during that time she actually continued to get better. I think she, I may be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure she set multiple meat PRs during that time of her life. So, um, to say you can't get better, uh, you just, still had the nutrition dialed in still Mm -hmm. was making the food sure some days the timing was thrown off because a wrench got thrown in there right but it was made up for at night sleep was a priority you know there wasn't a lot of fucking around it was you know go to school go to clinical go to work whatever um train you know eat sleep like that's how it is you know i think that it comes down to most people aren't willing to sacrifice or give up those little things that distract them during the day for their goal um i just posted up you know on my story about like back in 2014 you know um and i said before everyone was an online coach you know i was in the trenches doing a lot of one-on-one training right Mm -hmm. so 
and I've, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, so I won't get too deep into it, but you know, I, I was going to full, you know, full-time schooling. Um, I think, you know, at, at the peak, uh, I want to say I was, you know, just mostly 17, 18 ish credit hours, uh, normally. Like if I was down in the 14 range, that was like a light semester for me. Right. Um, so I always tried to push the schooling. I wanted to get it done. Um, and I had a full client list, you know, I was going to training. Um, I think the thing I showed, you know, I had sessions or orientations to get people started basically from like 10 to two that day. And I'm sure that, um, there was probably school in there. There was probably going to spend time with my daughter in there. You know, I still had to train and have my food and everything. Right. And I was at a pretty high level of fitness during that time still. So, um, nothing's ever been an excuse for me. You know, when I was in the military, like <laughs> the minimum on a deployment, you're going to work 12 hour days. That is the minimum work day. Most work days are closer to 14 or 15, right? Right. Um, now I get it. We don't have a lot of other stuff to do, but guess what? We still <laughs> had the ability to go get on the computer in email, um, you know, whoever, um, we had, we had movies, we, you know, there was stuff you could do still. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people made it a choice to go to the gym. Some didn't. Right. And I can remember like, you know, coming off a 22 hour day and we hit the gym, me and my buddies, we went to the fucking gym, 22 mm -hmm. hour work day, 22 hours straight. Right. Went to the gym, got in our racks and slept for six hours, woke up, did it all the fucking again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the thing is, is that like, if you're going to sit there and make excuses, you're going to fail right away. All right. Uh, I'm notorious for taking on more things. Now, this isn't optimal. I'm not saying go do this. Right. But I'm notorious for adding <laughs> more to my plate. That's a good footnote to put in. There. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm notorious for adding more to my plate during um, times where I'm getting ready for meets and stuff. So I have, you know, I'll make high money moves or I'll have high money stress, uh, high situations of stress where I, you know, stuff with attorneys, things like that, mm. you know, or I'll make a move and deal with it. Like it just is the way it is. Right. Um, it seems to me like a very like, incomplete mindset Yeah, where if <clears throat> something's coming up and like I had this when I started the program for school, but if you say, I don't think that I'm going to be able to do nutrition. Yeah. Then just follow up with, okay, why? Because that right there gives you what the next step is to fix it. Yeah. So, well, I'm not going to be able to, cause I won't be able to prep cause I won't have the same time. Okay. So you need to figure out how you're going to prep differently. When you're going to prep. Yeah. There's well, um, you know, I have these four days where I'm doing 10 hour clinics. Okay. There are options. Yeah. For example, you know, there's, you know, fit fresh where they bring food here. They do the prepping for you yeah. and you say, well, I can't afford that. Like, all right, you can't <clears> do that. There's always a conversation that comes out of the why mm -hmm. that often I hear people don't ask. They just stop. They say, I can't do it. When the real sentence is, I can no longer do it the way I have been. I mean, how many times have you talked about where if someone comes to you and says, Hey, I have a shift going on. I can't do four days a week. You know, can you still give me programming? Yeah. But can we do it for, you know, let's say two days in the gym, one day yeah. outside. Well, and here's a, here's a great example. So um, someone talked to me the other week about starting clinicals, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they said, um, I can go back in my messages. I think they said that they, between clinicals, you know, school, work, um, they would be gone. They, it takes about 60 to 70 hours of their week, right? Okay. Okay. And you hear people say this, we're like, man, I just worked 60 hours this week. Okay. Right. Mm. 168 hours during the week. I'm about to break this shit down. All right. Here we go. 
168 hours during the week, right? Sleep seven hours a night. Subtract that, right? Was that 119 hours that you're down to already? Mm -hmm. Okay, now subtract the 60. No, subtract the 70. Go 70. Let's go to the high end. Okay, so 49 left. Okay, got 49 left. All right. Now let's subtract. Let's subtract seven for travel. Let's just assume that. Okay, so traveling traveling between school or work or gym okay. and back, right? Let's just assume that you're traveling an hour a day. Okay. All right, just nice round number. What's that leave us with? 42. 42 hours left in the week, right? Now let's take the high end of this. Subtract 14 hours. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's That would be an extreme, pretty extreme high end, right? Thinking like two a day? Uh, uh, well, most people are going to work out five. I'm just using a simple model. Okay. Most people are going to work out five days a week. But let's say you worked out seven days a week for two hours. What's that leave us with? 28 hours. 28 hours. So you've went to school. You've went to um, clinicals. You've went to, you traveled. You um, did your uh, sleep and all that. Seven hours. All right. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not nine hours, but it's not five. Right. right. Okay. So seven hours. Um <clears throat> So we have how many hours left? 28. We have 28 hours left. Okay, so let's subtract. Let's see. Let's assume if you're prepped. All right, let's say you do a subtract right now. Subtract uh, an hour of two hours. Go to the high end. Subtract two hours for prep time. For the week? For the week. Okay. So for prep 26. time. 26. We've got 26 hours. Let's say that you're eating Five meals a day takes you about 15 minutes to eat those meals. 75 minutes. Uh, let's break that down. So 1.25 times seven. So we just lost, uh, let's go, it's 8.75. Let's go to nine hours. Lost nine hours because you got to eat during that nine hours. Okay. What are we at? 17. Shit. We still got 17 hours during the week, right? 17 hours. That sounds like a lot of uh, plenty of studying time. That sounds like plenty of time to do whatever you want to do as far as watching something or doing something or whatever, right? Now I know everyone's got to have a wrench thrown in that. There's going to be something, right? But we mm -hmm. went, remember we went on the high end of this stuff. So realistically, we probably still have in the 20s of hours left for the week. Right. It's almost a full fucking day. So how do you not have time? How is your training going to suffer? How, you know what I mean? How's it going to suffer that dramatically with that amount of time left? Explain that to me, you know? So even if you are, you know, studying, I don't know, two hours a day, that's still 14. Like, you know, you still have a bit of time left in there, right? Mm -hmm. Now I know some people need to study more than others. I understand that, Yeah. you know, but again, we went on the high end of things. But so. I also, like you said, you put two hours a day in there for working out. That's assuming even if you didn't do seven days a week, if you did the five and you had a couple more hours in it there. Just, if, if you did five, if you did five for an hour and a half, that's not even 10 hours of the week. So right. we just got back. Um, well, we just got back five or six hours, let's say. Right. Right. So it's good. It, it's people don't know how to manage their time mm -hmm. and people don't understand, like move about your day. Like, I'm sorry, and this is why, what, why when I get irritated when I'm moving about my day and people try to take up my, too much of my time, mm -hmm. is 
time is valuable. You're not going to get that back. Right. So manage it. Thing you never manage it towards your priorities. And I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I'll talk someone's ear off when they're probably fucking busy and they probably want to tell me to shut up and go away <laughs> and all that. Um, I'm guilty of it too. It happens, right? But the thing is, is that you should still have some time left in the day to account for that. You know, mm-hmm. again, I like to watch movies. I like to chill out. I like to just do nothing, you mm-hmm. know, but guess what? Like if I'm watching that movie, like I can't sit for too long anymore. So I'm doing mobility or I'll get up yeah. and make my food. It's or, a, you know, not like multitasking, but yeah. like multi-layered. Yeah. Cause the problem, the problem is we just don't know how to manage it and we don't, we waste too much time scrolling online for stuff. Uh, on Instagram, talking to your friends who honestly, like, especially if you're in your early twenties, the people, you know, now I'm about to lay down some secrets. The people, you know, right now, five, six years from now, you will know probably 20% of them. If that I was going to say, it's probably on the high end. Yeah. You probably won't know most of the people, you know, right now, if you're in your early twenties, that's just simply how it is. Mm-hmm. That's how life works. Right. So this whole thing of, I don't have, I, I'm already going to suffer break down the time, start to make those steps, <clears throat> you know, figure it out of what you're going to start to, uh, like when you, well, you, we talked about it, you started, um, back at, uh, teaching, right. Oh yeah. And yeah. back with the swim team, mm-hmm. um, back, you know, doing normal work here, obviously too. Right. Um, still have all your other priorities with your schooling. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you showed me your schedule and that shit was full every single yeah. day. Right. And first thing you said is like, I'm going to have to find time of where I can do my prepping or where I can do my, um, my hours in here in the gym so I can, you know, get clients in and things like that. Right. So those are the priorities. Yeah. What's crazy to me. Uh, I'm going to see if I can do all these thoughts. Um, I just had the conversation with a friend recently. We didn't have social media. Like when we were in high school, and like early college, like you had Facebook, yeah, MySpace, but you had to go onto a computer. It wasn't on your phone. No. And we survived just fine. Yep. And I just thought to myself, like, it's become so ingrained in the culture now to have Instagram or Facebook or mm-hmm. all, anything like right at your fingertips yeah. to do all these things. And I, there are all these amazing apps that I'll use for tracking my mood for the day and my, you know, HRV and my sleep and all that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, there's all of this distraction that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, how much time am I actually spending? And I signed up for this daily stoic. It's like new year, new you challenge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they just send you an email and they say, hey, today try to do this. And the one was a time journal. And it said, just for today, we want you to write down literally everything you do and how long you do it. Yeah. And it is unbelievably depressing to look at how little you actually do when yeah. you get like halfway through the day and realize like there's a good two, three hours in there collectively where or, I probably just sat there yeah, or I was scrolling on my phone mm-hmm. and just thinking. Well, and think of how much more we talk to people now. And this is, this is kind of the problem too. Um, I, it, I had to, I had to actually tell one of my clients this weekend, like, look, like, um, I do not have time to email you this much in a day. I have a lot of other clients, mm-hmm. like coaches at my level do not have time to send this many emails in one day. I can't sit here and constantly remind you of the things you need to do. Yeah. I've already reminded you of that. I can't sit here and explain where we're heading all the time because that is my job just to guide you there, not sit there and teach you every mm-hmm. little move the whole entire way, right? Um, 
so like it, but now it's become so responsive and i notice with my clients they'll dm me when they're in the gym or something and think that i'm going to answer back within 10 15 minutes or five minutes whatever no, it's just a direct message yeah, yeah. and it's just that ain't, that's not the way it works like you're getting you might get answered four hours later you might get answered the next day right mm-hmm. so um we become in this culture of like it's so instant instant talk instant message yeah. and this and that like there are times where I'm doing stuff and I am able to text or have a conversation with someone all day if I really wanted to mm-hmm. and still get things done, right? It just depends on like, okay, how involved am I in that messaging? So when people text me something, and I, I honestly don't care who it is. My own mother knows this about me. Like you text me something that is irrelevant at that moment or in the next couple hours or hell, even in that day, mm-hmm. I'm probably not answering it. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, I think all moms do this message you something or whatever, or call you up and leave you a voicemail. And it's yeah. like, well, I'll get back to that in three days. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like something so you don't, it doesn't need answered right now. It doesn't need talked about right now kind of right. thing. I mean, it happened so. this past week. I mean, I felt bad. Cause, you know, I got a message from my mom just like checking in, seeing how I was yeah. doing. And I had it in my mind like, oh yeah, I'll get back to this yeah. like, as soon as I can. And all these things came up because it was the first week of classes and I was trying yeah. to get things organized and under control. And I realized it's been two days. Yeah. It's like, son of a bitch. like, all right, I'm going to make a, this a priority because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And go and take care of it. Yeah, but that kind of thing happens yeah. all the time. Well, and, the, and you know, the thing is, you'll get some people like, I always like the people too that will like claim like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm bad at like getting back to people. Or I'm bad at, um, you know, answering people's questions or, you know, things mm-hmm. like whatever. And, and then you look at their life and it's like, well, what the fuck else do you do? Like, yeah, you don't, you don't do anything. Like you, you have time, you have time. <laughs> You know, you just, you just don't prioritize anything, right? That is something I've so, had to work on though, like as a business owner, um, that, you know, I would tell myself that same thing where like, all right, this person messaged me like mm-hmm. for work yeah, and I'm working on something right now. And I tell myself, oh, I'm going to remember to message them back yeah, yeah. two days later yeah. that I get another message from them. Like I, it's, it's happened with you and with yeah. Lindsay and well, that, And that's, and I think that's the problem with text. Like. That's why I tell people email me or message me because mm-hmm. I te- I try not to open emails or direct messages until I'm ready to answer them. Texting me is bad because I might open it and forget about it. Yeah, you know exactly. And that's why clients don't have my number anymore. Like, like there's not a set time that I check text messages, but there yeah. is like a particular time that I try to go through emails. Yeah, so it works out a little bit better. I had to take that same philosophy and apply it to the text message where it's like, you have to have some kind of system like for myself mm-hmm. in order to make sure that I'm going back and you know, have I replied to everybody I need to like in yeah. a timely manner? Because from a professional standpoint, not so much like the personal, but professional standpoint, like that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But that became part of my time management. Yeah. I think once people figure out to like, um, once I kind of broke down, my day of like you said like this is the time i do this this is Mm -hmm. the time i do this it it gets a lot easier and then if you do have extra time like there's times where it's like okay i expected that task to be done at noon i'm done at 11 yeah okay so i can get to the these messages quicker right Mm -hmm. now or whatever um or i can make a um a marketing post or i can just 
fucking chill for a minute. I can eat my food a little slower. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're um, allowed to not do something if you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just like having that time frame where you you have a set set time and things just kind of get done, mm-hmm. you know. Now, for some people that you know, it gets difficult because they're so bouncy, but it's just it's depends on how you can work because some people can spend 20 minutes on task, move to another 20 minutes there, and they can like circle it back, you know, oh, and hit yeah. them all. I don't know how people can do that. I've tried it. Yeah, I um, I always try to flow. One done. And I might be like, like on my computer, I might be, um, you know, opening up something in the browser for like pay a bill while I'm doing my um, accounting while I'm checking emails. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of do to do to, you know, moving around. It's all in one place. Right. Right. But it's like when people try to, okay, I'm going to work out right now, answer my emails. Um, Oh my, I got to call my boss about something. Oh, I wonder what my brother's doing. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. Right. I mean, it's been shown. Yeah. It, you need to focus on like the here now what I'm doing. And that's why like, I don't, um, you know, for me, the other twice this week, one person, I forget what the, the one was. It was something along these lines though. And then this person said like, Hey, like, what well, don't, don't you ever smile in the, in the gym or something? I was like, kind of looked at him. I'm like, you should know that about me. I'm not like, <laughs> not going to smile. Why would I sit here and smile? I'm working out. Right. Like that's not a smiley thing for me. It's an aggressive thing. You know, it's uh, I'm in the zone and I'm going to be, do they doing not my, know you doing my workout? <laughs> I don't, I don't know when you've ever seen me like going through, you know, squats smiling, but it's a great day. The great day. I got hundreds of pounds on my back right now. Yeah. This feels so amazing. It's in, I think, you know, some people are able to do that, but that's just, that's definitely not me. Um, but that's why I don't waste time talking forever too. Like, especially like in warmups, the quicker I get through my warm up, get mm-hmm. things going out, you fall into a zone, right? You yeah. start moving it. So, um, but yeah, if you're, if you're one, again, back to the time management thing, if mm-hmm. you're someone that's going to the gym and you're spending a half hour talking before your warm up, you're working out and then you're spending a half hour after bullshitting and fucking around and half ass mobilizing, but you're really just talking to someone. You just wasted an hour of your day, mm-hmm. you know? So of those 17, there's one of them gone. Yeah. That's gone. Um, so I've got several friends right now who are either in medical school or they're in like physician's assistant mm-hmm. school, whatnot. And I've heard from them, like they have periods of the year where they just get slammed. Like they yeah. really like, it's barely time to sleep. Yeah. But they're also practicing gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And what I've watched with that, and I think is applicable with this, is that because, you know, getting to practice is a priority to them. Yeah. That just means that during that time, like, they don't get to the gym the way that they want to. Yeah. And they just kind of back off. And, you know, something that you have done and I have done, and I'm sure, like, the other coaches have, where it's like you go into a transition or into a change with the intention of doing everything the same and then as you basically start to fail to do it the same way, you start making those start adjustments. adjusting it, yep. As opposed to looking at it ahead of time going, well, I'm going to fail, so yeah. I'll just stop now. Typically, uh, like not to cut you off, but no, like, when I um, when I get that from somebody for programming, you know, I also I see the mental side of it. Okay, they're already thinking that they're going to fail mm-hmm. now, right? So what I'll do typically is, you know, I kind of reiterate like, well, you can still get things done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I try to do is adapt the training. Right. 
Um, so maybe, okay, we're not doing as many accessories. Maybe it's more SPD style stuff. We're kind of, kind of hopefully get stronger a little bit here, but we're going to just fight to maintain more than anything. Um, depends what, you know, what they have, what's going on. We might be doing stuff that doesn't really rock the central nervous system as hard. Um, but it's still, it's actually a good point. It's still, they're still able to build on it. So, you know, we might still be doing reps, um, in moderate ranges, but we'll keep the RPEs manageable. Cause that's the thing. Like if you still can train at RP seven to eights, most of your training, um, you're still going to be getting something done. Mm-hmm. Albeit like you're going to be at a slower pace, you know, but when you're going through those phases of life, I can't have you hitting grindy lifts all the time. No. Now if it's, if it's what has to happen, it's what has to happen, but it, is it optimal? No, obviously not. So we do take that into account, but the whole point is don't go in thinking like, Oh God, there's no way that I can prep and there's no way I'm going to be strong because I have all this time. You're stressing yourself out before there's even stress. Right. And like we've talked about before <laughs> with true with leveling up, like, you might be able to handle that, you know, like busy times that people have now, <sighs> got it. Uh, busy times people have right now. It's like, if that tones back a little bit, doesn't seem so busy two years ago, that would have seemed real busy. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of how it works. Um, that's why you see like people who are highly successful their, I mean, their task list is endless almost. Like it just doesn't stop. It won't stop. And mm-hmm. if they do take a step too far back, it's just going to build, you know, and they're never going to get caught up. Right. And that's, but then their time becomes, you know, their time does become more valuable. And that's why, like, if you, and this is what people don't understand with anything, coaching, you know, mentorships, um, you know, talking to, going to anything with someone successful is their time now becomes more valuable, right? Right. So, you know, that's why I find it comical when people will think like, okay, $150 a month coach is expensive. Like, I'm not going to pay that. Like, that coach, now mind you, some dude just jack up a price, but like that coach's time probably calls for that, which is a good thing, right? Right. Because they're probably that busy of a person that it, that. It, it calls for that higher price. That way, that if you yeah. come to them as a client, that 150 has weeded out the other people that would be competing for that coach's for that time. time. Yep. So you now yep. get to buy that coach's time. You get a yep. higher level of quality yep. because you don't have to deal with other and people. I, taking I know it. some people that have a high price point, and then they just don't take on a lot of clients. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> so that, like you said, it you get more time out of it, more value out of it because they're taking on less people because their price point is higher. Right. Right. So, um, you know, and I, I won't throw out like, you know, everybody's names and stuff. I mean, if you listen long enough, you'll know like who I'm talking about, but like my first powerlifting coach compared to my second, same price point, mm-hmm. basically two completely different styles of communication. Yeah. Right. And I got a lot more communication out of the second coach, right? But that communication is still not a hand-holding. It's still not a babysitting. It's still not let me send paragraphs every day to this coach mm-hmm. because I'm paying them for their time. And, oh, my God. I th- no, I expect good communi- you know, client-coach communication, and I expect 
my program to come on time and I expect like hopefully get better through that good communication. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> and that was like kind of one of the reasons for leaving coach one, you know, not that I didn't get better. Um, but I thought it was time to move on, learn some other things and actually get more communication that I'd seen through other clients. So I moved yeah. on to that. Right. Um, and this is something that like some, some clients I have don't understand is like, I am a lot more communicative than what I've seen a lot of coaches be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, I almost sometimes want to show them the horror story texts or, me- or messages I have of other coaches, how they don't get back to you or they don't send you your program on time or they're sleeping during your uh, zoom call. And yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some bad ones out there. Um, and these guys charge, uh, a, a pretty good premium for their coaching Dang. and their programs aren't sent out on time. They don't get back to their clients. There's hardly any feedback. Um, but because they might be a strong lifter, big name, big following people still continue to hire. Them, right. Right. But among like people that actually give a shit to get better, there will be that like talk and people, less people start going to those coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you mentioned before the idea of like people talking to you when you're trying to warm up, when you're trying to work out. And, you know, for those who end up in conversations and now your warm up goes from like 15 minutes to, you know, 30, 35, mm-hmm. 40 minutes. Yeah. And you've lost all this time. One of the things I'm trying to focus on for the new year is just like boundaries. But that's one yeah. of them. And the idea that like, someone wanting to talk to you at that moment is yeah. not your responsibility. You are not responsible for having a conversation yeah. with them. You are allowed to say, "Hey, yeah. I need to get this done," and you're and you're like step yep. away from that. And you're gonna and you're gonna rub some people the wrong way, and some people are gonna take offense to it, and some people are gonna think right. you're a dick. Some people are gonna think you're an asshole, and um, just usually those are people that don't get it, or aren't successful, or whatever. Because there's times I want to come in, and I want to talk your ear off about like what's going on or Mm -hmm. something, but you have two clients waiting outside and it's like, I know I can't eat up a lot of your time. Right. You know what I mean? So I have to schedule it with you just the same as everyone else does. Right. Um, and I think that's like what people don't, don't understand in that moment. Like, um, you know, for example, like Dan coaching out there, like there's, there's, lifters that think like he needs to see every single lift and he might be busy talking to someone else or watching someone else, but they're screaming at him to come watch it. Just take your fucking lift. Right. (laughs) Like you don't need, he doesn't need to see every single warm up that you're doing. Just take your lift. You know, like you're a PR. You're already already paying for a very cheap rate for how much coaching you're getting anyway. Right. So just take your fucking lift. You know, like Dan should be twice the price he is. He just hasn't. He never would do it. He would never do it, but he should be. And that's the way it, and guess what? If you went to these other places that of coaches on his level, you would be paying that price. Right. Like go, go talk to Travis Mash and go to Cal strength and all that. Go ask them how much their coaching is and you will pay. Uh, I'm actually really curious what those well, numbers I, are. The last I heard, I know Cal strength is over 300 a month. Uh, well God. over last. I think last I heard three fifty a month, maybe. Um, and mash is, Mash has got to be uh, two over two hundred, you know. Now, if we have you, any RCW lifters who are currently lifting, please take note of that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> realize your fortune. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, just alone, like I should be have I, they should be on a higher rate just because they have a gym membership here. Just alone, not mm-hmm. counting Dan's coaching. Dan's coaching right. is very, um, very affordable for that reason alone. 
Cause put it this way. If I was doing what Dan's doing mm-hmm. well, here and, and again, Dan's price is Dan's price. Right. Um, my programming, if you, now I don't take a lot of membership anyway. Um, most of it just goes to Dan. Mm-hmm. If you do subtract a little bit from there, my programming as much as Dan's coaching, um, where Dan is coaching in person five days a week. So if That's you put that in three pers- hours each time, right? Yep. If you okay. put that in perspective, if that was me out there, you would probably be paying close to $300 a month, uh, easily for that. I honestly, I don't even know if I would do it. Um, even for that price, it would have to be, it would have to be close to 300 a month though. Well, he's programming so, for all of them too. Yep. He's so programming for all, you get it, your program, you get three hours, uh, 15 hours a week of potential, potentially in, in person coaching. And he travels to and a gym lot memberships. of meetings. Yeah, and a gym membership. So if there's anyone listening who wants all of that value, yeah. please. So, <laughs> uh, when you break down just his hours of coaching. Oh, man. And again, like I, I just, you know, I'm just doing this for reference purposes so people right. can start to understand. Um, I know we're getting a little a little off topic here. Uh, let's do that. It's a depressingly low number, isn't it? You're paying $2.50 a week to be coached by Dan. Good God. Or I'm sorry, $2.50 a day. (laughs) If you break it down to the hourly rate. Wait. Dan Bell, an Olympic uh, level weightlifting coach. You're you're paying Dan. Costs less than a cup of coffee. You're paying Dan $2.50 an hour for coaching. Oh, wow. Yep. So if he's in there three, seven dollars fifty cents a day. Hmm. People pay more than that at Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Times a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. So that's actually. I know you said we're going off topic, but if you take the gym out of that, yeah, even less. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So when I got into the program, one of the first things I did is I started looking around to find like an online assistant, Mm -hmm. and like they're not cheap. No. Even the ones that you end up spending, you know the eight dollars an hour out of india monthly rate they're not cheap mm-hmm. but what you had said before about like valuing your time i understand that like people who are going into clinics if they're in med school if they're in pa school whatever you probably aren't don't have a huge income like or really any income sometimes but what does that time that you just paid for get back to you mm-hmm. just like what is the time that you bought from the coach who then gives you programming yes it's 150 dollars a month how much does that save you Mm-hmm. By spending 150, you don't have to think of your program. You don't have. You can automatically budget your time. Yeah. Because you look at what they wrote and you say, "All right, I'm going three days a week. Based on what Justin wrote, it's going to take me this long to do it. Mm-hmm. I can then, at, like on Sunday morning, look at my entire week and say, here are the days I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. That's a huge value. Yep. Like just, just that time think, yeah, management just aspect. Time management, yeah. The number of times I've sent something to the assistant, I was like, I need you to find me articles on this. Yeah. Like I don't want to search for that shit. Yep. And yeah, you have to take some time to teach them like what it is that you want and you have to adjust what their articles that they're sending you. But you got to understand like, where's it going to get you in the long term? So, and again, I'm not going to mention names, but there are a couple clients I have that, I mean, I hate to like, you know, act like it's all me because it's not, they put in a lot of fucking work, but they would have never been able to fix the things they fixed. They wouldn't have been able to go down the path they went down. And this is on nutrition and programming side. Like, um, the things that they have accomplished or the life changing things that have happened 
would not have happened if they didn't hire. I'm not saying specifically me, but a coach right. that had that knew what they were doing to guide them around the right, the right path. So if you figure like, what was that worth to you? Your goals, your, um, you know, your, your health, you know, some of these people like the meds they've came off of the longevity, the life expansion alone. Right. And not to mention again, the, yeah. the, the, the goals you have, you know, like I could have sat here and, you know, done my own program. I could have constantly always done my own programming. Right. Mm. And, um, even like coming back, I'm still like at lower weights and right. And like, I'm, I'm not competing until July. I could have done another two months, three months on my own and then hired him and, and this and that. But I got to think, I'm like, no, like I, I'm going to hire him anyway. And I'm committed to this meet and why aren't we need to start now? Let's get that building block going so he can see where I'm at, what I'm doing. Right. And he knows the building blocks of what we're going to need to get there in seven months. Right. So it's like, why would I stray away from that? Right. What, what to save a couple hundred bucks? No, like it's, it's time to go. Right. Mm -hmm. I have goals. So, um, same with, you know, we talked about how starting to, um, a little bit more options trading and things like that. And, um, and I went out and, um, we'll see how it plays out, but I, you know, now I pay a monthly fee to, um, I went, it basically boils down to coaching almost like there's tips that are getting thrown out. There's actual like positions that they say, like you need to buy this at this point and start okay. selling it at this point and things like that. So if I make one or two trades that plan pan out pretty good, that pays for them a month. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what's it worth then? If let's say I'm sitting here just the time, just the, the signal alone of like, Hey, you should do this X, right? That saves me how long of looking through all these charts and looking through all this stuff to figure it out. And these are pro level people with proven results. You know, it's the same as hiring a fitness coach, mm -hmm. right? Like they have a good, um, good rating, good, you know, they have proven, like they show, they break down their trades and show like, here's how many times, here's the percentage that we're right. You Just know like, what I mean? Here's my client. Here's Here the results. Yep. So they the do the same thing, right? And yeah. they put you in this group and there's all these other traders talking and stuff like this. So it's like, what's that value? You know, if you're paying, you know, a small premium a month, it's like, what if you 10 X that premium? Yeah. It's like, fuck that. That's if I said you can have 10 X gains, but you have to pay me 10% of it. Anyone would take that. Yeah. That's fucking, you know what I mean? So you're still, you're still getting deal. Yeah. But, um, anyway, not to go down the beaten path too much, but, um, I just, I don't understand the idea of like wanting to take longer to reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. in situations like that. When you're already going to have so much stress on your shoulders anyway, with everything mm -hmm. that you have to put on the to-do list. Yeah. Why? add on top of that the mental task of having to figure these things out yourself mm -hmm. now if you legitimately cannot afford it that's obviously a different conversation yeah but if you can look at the budget and rearrange things in a way that you can free up you know that 150 or whatever it is a yeah. month you just saved yourself a lot of time somewhere else yeah. which then can be i mean i was doing it with well, someone let's let, let, <laughs> <laughs> let's take that one fit. Okay. The one, let's say one fifty is kind of industry standard okay, like yeah. for most coaches for uh, on, on some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't spend 150 to $200 a month for one year to change your entire life, your entire outlook on like whatever you're doing for your goal, mm -hmm. it, or do you really care that much on it? 
especially when you're now if you're in college in or whatever and you're making eight grand a year okay i get it but they have templates probably they have Mm -hmm. something you know what i mean that can probably help you right um they talk about this all the time in business like you know you sit there and you invest three four years of income into your business right yeah like (laughs) and you don't get paid or you know you're gonna it's gonna take that many years to get that back you know things Mm -hmm. like that and it's like it's no different like what's if you had never taken that risk of accepting three years i could not be paying myself anything really or you know i'm gonna take on x amount of debt Mm. your life would have never changed right right and that business that now gives you a revenue stream and maybe you go start another business and maybe you go start another side hustle all of a sudden you have three things on your plate now because you started that one business because you decided i'm going to invest you know x amount of dollars to get it off the ground to get it off the ground Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your fitness and health it's the same exact thing boom mic drop that is it (laughs) i think uh, yeah maybe i'm getting too deep there for some people but it's true it's the it is you think about it it is yeah so um anyway i think that's a good place to cut it off it is yeah um, I know we rambled a little bit, but I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. So, um, you know, it is, you know, first of the year, you know, new year, new me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, you're going to get bombarded with all these deals and this and that. And like, don't fall for that crap. Like find reputable coaches and, and get with them and stick with it for the long term. You stick with a coach like two, three months. You're not going to see shit. Don't expect mm-hmm. to see shit. Stick with them for a year. And watch the changes that happen, right? The I tell this to people all the time that are starting out. The people that have been with me the longest, the people that see you the most often, yeah. or have been with you consistently, bet you they're the highest level athlete you have, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. Like that's how it always is. The people that stick, all you have to do in life is just hold through it, hold through the rough times, keep pushing forward. You're gonna get knocked back. Keep pushing forward. It's that simple. It doesn't matter what it is. It's that simple. Yeah. You have to let the things start to compound. If you don't, you're fucked. I mean, if you think of it in terms of education, yeah. you wouldn't expect to go to school for two or three months mm-hmm. and get a degree. No. It takes years and years yeah. in order to accumulate that knowledge. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. And, you know, people spend four years um, to get a degree that they might not even get paid enough to really account for that degree. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then they have to go and then they have to go for another two years just to hit that income level that made that whole thing the last six years worth it. Right. Right. So we're willing to give up six years of our, our lives for educational purposes to have a better job. Because we see right? the long term outlook yeah. or goal on it, which yep. is hey, for see the next twenty, thirty years, yep. this is what I'll make. But you're not willing to throw hundred bucks in an investment account a month, hundred bucks in your training a month, you know. Hundred bucks thing. on eating yep. better a month, yeah. No one's able. No one wants to do that. But yeah. Anyway, uh, hope you all got something out of that. Uh, if you guys can share the podcast around, that that kind of helps our spread get some new listeners and things. So um, you know, I know we we had a couple weeks there. I, again, timing. Mm-hmm. You know, like with us trying to find, we had to try to find a new time to do the podcast. Um, 
you know, things came up on both ends and your, your schedule's different now. My schedule's a little bit different. So it's, you know, we had to try to find the time and, you know, who, who knows, there might be podcasts at 8 PM in here, <laughs> you know? Um, but as long as people, as long as you guys are going to appreciate it and share it and, um, you know, promote it and things and get us, you know, new listeners and then take what we're teaching you and utilize it. We will continue to put out this free content. Again, we're not, no one, I, I don't, is anyone paying for this? I don't know. You know what I mean? We're, no one's paying for this. Like no one, no one has to do anything. You just literally click on something and you listen to it. So, so we definitely don't get a kickback from yeah. Apple or Spotify. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> not getting paid for the podcast yet. There's a checks out there somewhere. It's <laughs> lost in the mail. Yeah. So, um, yeah utilize what we're saying try it you know if you got questions ask you know so uh yeah that's it so, any announcements for the day um i think the deadline's already passed dan has his seminar coming up this weekend for you oh, it's right yeah yeah I, I think that the deadline might be early this week maybe might be today or tomorrow um to get registered uh for the USAL weightlifting course by the time this comes and, out that'll be passed yeah yeah be a be a coach so hopefully some people took advantage of that. All right. Sounds good. We'll get on out of here.